Hello, saucers. This is a very special episode because it is episode one of season two. Molly and I can't believe we've been at the sauce for one year, but we are absolutely loving the community we are building with each of you. So thank you. Thank you. As we start off season two, we begin with a topic that a lot of you have asked us about work-life balance. So in this episode, Molly and I discuss what work-life balance is to us and spoiler alert, it isn't we found the perfect way to work nine to five Monday through Friday. But we discuss how we found a way to be present at things that are most important to us. Tune in and we hope you enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the Sauce Podcast, where you will meet your hosts, Molly McKinstry and me, Liz Hajar. We are two colleagues turned friends who worked together in tech sales for nearly 10 years. Throughout those 10 years, we grew a lot personally and professionally. Today, Molly runs a sales org at a tech startup. She lives in Denver, Colorado with four children. I live in London and I'm running a sales team and for Northern Europe of a tech startup as well. Molly and I are different in many ways, but share the same values and drive. And that is how we built a wonderful friendship. While we no longer work together at the same company, we put our heads together and dreamed up the Sauce Podcast. We wanted to have a platform that would build a community where we and others share all their business tips, tricks, and perspectives we or they have learned along the way. So saucers, tune in each week as Molly and I share business tips and tricks and have fun with us along the way. Hi, Lizzie. Hello, Molly. How are you? I think you are now... um all wrapped up at last door. And uh, how are you doing? I know I'm good. My month off is behind me, uh, but I'm good. I feel just so, so grateful for that time. And yeah, pretty refreshed, recharged, ready to go. That was the goal. So, you know, feel like we accomplished that. I'm so glad you got that time. You look fantastic. Um, <laughs> so it's good to be here because Molly, today is like a very big day. It's the it's it does fall in between our birthdays, yes, but today's a very big day for the sauce for us and the sauce community. I know it is a big day. It is our one year anniversary from our mm-hmm. official launch of the sauce one year ago yeah. today. I I know, Mal, first of all, I'm very proud of us for A, doing this, but B, hitting 52 weeks, you know, and um, it's really, it's been something that I think started out like you and I talking and saying, how do we build a community to support others um, and where will it go? And I think that we weren't, we had a direction and we weren't quite sure how it would continue, what it would look like, but it's really been a good, exciting, I don't know, fulfilling year doing the sauce. Oh my goodness. I couldn't agree more. I've, I've loved it so much. I mean, selfishly, and we've said this several times, it's my chance to see and connect with you and catch up with you, which I cherish, but it has been so fun to, you know, put it out to our networks and our community, which saucers were just so thankful for you. And, you know, we hope, we hope to see it continue to grow and we've got some, I think, good ideas for the year ahead. And we will continue to ask you for your feedback and, your support in spreading the word about the sauce. Cause yeah, this is a uh, year two. Here we go. Official kickoff. And we've got big, big things in store. 
we got some plans. So exactly. And I think the community that we've been able to build or the community that people that have leaned in and become true saucers or just supporting us on social media has been huge. And I will say when we did our imposter syndrome episode, my second imposter syndrome was actually starting this podcast. You know, I had imposter syndrome around do I know enough to do this? Like, who am I to put this information out there? And maybe we'll spend more time on this at one point, but I can't tell you how much it's meant, whether people fully listen to all the episodes or again, just support us as friends as they found us through a different avenue. Um, it has meant so much. So yeah, it's been, it's been great. We want to continue this. Um, and I think what we may do, so stay tuned over the next few months, we want to start getting a community built where all saucers can start talking to one another about different topics that either we bring up or certain topics and we can do an episode on it. So more to come around that, follow us on social media. And then also we would love to have you help us share. So there's different ways we're going to ask if you would be interested in sharing it, um, ways we want to make it a little bit easier for you. So more to come there, but it has been an awesome side project that has brought me a lot of joy. I've learned some new skill sets and a lot of people, Molly, ask me about you and I'm like, yeah, I don't know, Molly and I get that time to record. And so like everything that you kind of hear, I kind of hear too in some ways. Um, so I feel very thankful for that. I agree totally. And same, you know, people are asking yeah. how's Liz and how's London and how's life there? And yeah, it's a little bit like we, <laughs> unfortunately, we don't get much time outside of our time when we're actually recording, right? Um, yeah. That's maybe a goal for year two is to get more time to just be together and chat. But yeah, same, same here that this is our chance to really connect with one another. Exactly. And I think Maul, um, thank you for being a partner in crime in this. And I think we, we make it happen uh, and get episodes out. And I don't think we'd be able to do it without we actually did partner with um, a former colleague at Glassdoor, actually, Emily handles all of our social media. So she has been an incredible partner to us. She gets long emails on thoughts about social media. She comes up with incredible things for us, different ideas, and she keeps us organized and on beautiful color schemes and great topics to touch on. So we wouldn't be here either without Emily helping us build our community. So a little shout to Emily. So thank you for getting us through our first year. Yes. Um, thank you so, so much. And agree. She has really kind of like professionalized uh, a lot of our, our brand and marketing and social with, again, I think a lot more yeah. to come. So thank you. Thank you. Yes. I love it. Well, let's go ahead. So, um, you know, our, this is season two kicking off. Season I think two. something that's really important. Yeah. That has come up more and more, I think COVID is something to think for this. Mm -hmm. um, but burnout in the workforce and how do you find your work life or your balance in life? So Molly and I thought we would spend some time here. I think over the years, we have found either Molly's life hacks, we have found life hacks, or we've had to deal with burnout and figure out how do we not go there again. So I think we'll spend a little bit of time trying to give some background on us as well as some tips and tricks. I think one of the people that really spoke out about this kind of loudly from a woman's perspective um, was Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post. She talked about her her hitting exhaustion yeah. and and burning out. And so she kind of started this probably about, I want to say five years ago. She kind of five, six years ago. Yeah, that's I was going to say in that ballpark. Yeah. And she kind of, you know, raised her hand and said, I always felt like I needed to be doing everything involved in all things. I need to be go, 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 or I'm never going to achieve what I want to achieve. And wow. by doing that, she hit a level of exhaustion, passed out in her office. I think she cracked her, 
cracked her eye or had to get stitches in her head or something like that and said, I can't keep doing this. Yeah, gosh. And I um, have read a little bit of what she has put out. And I think, again, she's so it's such an important reminder because so often we are kind of applauded and recognized for our output, you know, for how productive we are, for how much we accomplish. And I, I think, again, women especially, but all people, all humans, like we are, especially in, in work, but I think in various facets of our life, we are recognized and praised for how productive we are and and what we accomplish. So it's a bit of this, I don't know, almost um, paradox to think that in order, though, to be an accomplished and fulfilled and successful person, you do need, her message is based around sleep, like you do need to sleep, you do need to prioritize consistent, healthy sleep patterns. Um, and certainly, you know, I I think that that's very true. But also, it's not just sleep, it's you have to slow down. You have to take care of yourself. You ha- you can't getting yourself to empty is not it's not sustainable. And as a culture, sometimes I think we do celebrate and reward it. And and I think this is just a conversation to say, what if we thought about that differently? What if we thought about finding balance and avoiding and avoiding burnout? And that was the success, um, not just the output. I love that, Molly. And I think that that is like, I have seen that shift in the past, actually, probably two to three years with COVID, especially truth of like, you're going on PTO. When are you going? Actually, I had two bosses here recently at High Spot be like, when are you taking your time off? And not because I don't think I feel that I'm hitting burnout, but I think they see a lot going on and they're just like, hey, we want to make sure you're off. And I actually had a meeting that was supposed to be scheduled I'm out of office this week. And they said, hey, can we move that next week for when Liz is back to give her time to digest everything versus have to push to get it all done this week? And this is a huge, a huge project that they have asked to push so that I could enjoy my time off. And I think, Maul, that we talk a lot on this podcast about how we were able to grow our careers quickly was we raised our hands for so many things and be involved in things and, and do, do, do. And I think I probably did do that earlier in my career. I learned a ton, but there are probably a couple of times where I stretched myself so thin it was not healthy yeah. for me or anybody around me or for the business itself mm. when talking specifically to work, mm. but also for my family and friends. I did not show up happy. I was not in a good place. So I think that exactly what you say, Molly, we're in this place. I think I even talked about um, our last episode or two episodes ago um, when you talked, we talked about the great resignation. We're in this world of, especially if you're in this world on LinkedIn heavily, it's, you know, what accomplishment do you have? How, what did you do here and there? But there is also a narrative going around out there that is like, I took time off, my company respected that, and that was important. And I think as people leaders or just as, you know, in your role, it's how do you respect the people around you and help them set up to exactly, Molly, take that break to not burn out and break themselves, take that time away on vacation, holiday, PTO, et cetera. Yeah. And I just love, you know, that High Spot is providing you a culture and it sounds like all employees yeah. to, to really honor that, to to encourage that. And all of us, you know, can hopefully take take that back to our organizations or our teams. And, you know, I was always very fortunate to experience that at Glassdoor, especially in the last five or six years there where, yeah, like part of our taking care of one another as colleagues, as leaders, as, you know, employees is to encourage people 
take space, recharge. Um, I, I love that. And I do think we're, we're normalizing a bit. And again, here we are talking about it, which is, is just, I think, an important part of like the evolution that it's not just what we produce and what we output. It is how we, how we sustain and how we, how we find that balance to be our best selves as often as we can be because running on empty is not our best selves. No, and it's not worth living life that way for what, right. you know? Right. And that's why we talk about in the sabbatical episode, I want to normalize a sabbatical or taking yeah. time off, whether it is your company giving you that sabbatical or time off in between. This, we're, we're specifically talking work and Molly, you just came off a month off in between, you know? And I think that, I think that treating yourself to that is so important because mm. you show up better. Yeah. And I told you that some people were like, are you mentally okay? When I took my sabbatical, I was like, I'm actually really good and I'm excited to do this for myself. But how I showed up when I came back, people were like, people even said to me, they're like, we're so glad you took this time. You were fine. But wow, this is different. And this is so good. So I just think that that also shows me saying, I'm taking a time out here. I'm in a good spot. And I want to go do something for me. But also taking a break from my work was incredible for me mentally, physically, and emotionally too. So I do think Molly, to your point, it's just good to talk about it yeah. and encourage it. Yep. So yep. And I don't know. Exactly. Molly, it, yeah. I don't know if you have different examples of how you have find, found some type of balance either professionally or I think personally, because it all is together yeah. that you would want to share. Yeah. And I think that's my goal for this episode is to, to offer our community here, very specific examples or advice that you all could take in and apply. Um, I, I have a few, both personal and professional that we can talk to. And, and Lizzie, I know it would be great to sure hear yours as well. So maybe let's start with work. Um, how have I found or tried to find balance in managing my work schedule? And again, also being mindful of, I do not want to get myself to empty, right? I do not want to completely deplete my tank. I always want to ensure I've got enough energy to show up, uh, you know, as the best version that I can throughout a five-day work week. So you and I've talked about this a little bit, Liz, and there's this idea of, you know, working, working hours and, and, you know, what, what hours work for me personally now in my life. And they have absolutely evolved. And I would say this, I have created boundaries around my working hours and they do vary based on what's going on for my family and in my personal life. And so I'm not here telling you I work only nine to five every day yeah. that I, I will not look at my computer before nine or I will not sign on at night. No, that that isn't how I personally find balance. What I do, though, is I look at our family calendar. I look at what we have going on for the week as, of my, as my family. And then I look at the work calendar and I basically pre-plan in advance. Oh, okay. Tuesday, I'm going to be at the kid's school midday. So I know that day I need to plan to either sign on early or be prepared to work late. But when I am at school for those two hours, I am not looking at my phone. I am being present, you know, volunteering with my kids or whatever, whatever I'm doing. Um, yep. But yes, I know I'm going to have to find and replace those hours in, in a different way. And you may be hearing this saying like, how is that balance? You're, you're adding working hours. But for me personally, part of how I find balance is making sure I'm showing up for my family, you know, as, as a mom and as a wife. And so I'm not 
not going to get the work done that I need to, but I'm going to plan in my week how I can best do that work based on what is happening in my life. Yes. And I think that's exactly like you also what's important about all of that is that you showed up fully to that volunteer time at your children's school, because when you don't show up, yeah, when you don't show up fully, you, you might actually have a little resentment to whatever was kind of pulling you away. And I've learned over the years that when I'm going to show up to PTO, I'm showing up fully. Does that mean that on my PTO, I completely don't work on longer vacations? Yeah. But sometimes on shorter ones, I'll check in here or there if there's something big happening, but I make the conscious decision that that vacation is going to be a non, you know what I mean? Like I'm not working unless I have to go check this one thing, but I'm fully present and in on my vacation. And Molly, I think when you go do that, yeah, you, you adjust your day so that those two hours, it is, it is focused on the kiddos school and all and, and whatever you need to do there. What you just said is the perfect summary. The way that I personally know I need to strike balance is to be be present in whatever I am doing. It is, it is, I find it so personally draining and, and frankly, really dissatisfying when I am trying to half work, half parent, half parent, half work. I, I, that does not feel good for me because I really do care about, again, being the best version of myself I can be. And I know in those moments, I'm, I'm doing both poorly. And that is a very draining experience. And so now I know in order to feel balanced, I have to be as present as I can possibly be in whatever it is I'm doing. Does it, it takes planning though. It does. Like I, I create and build in time each week just to plan, plan my calendar, plan the next week or two ahead. And I can promise you it is the most worth it thing that I give myself because I'm a bit more organized. I feel a bit more in control. And I know because I've put that time into plan, I'm going to be able to show up and be more present than if I were just, you know, kind of flying by the seat of my pants and trying to do everything all at once. Not very successful. Yeah. And I think that, I think I love that Molly. And I think that putting time in to plan in your calendar is okay. I don't know everyone who's listening, what your day to day is like. Some people might be back to back meetings, making decisions, having to meet with other people, all of that. A lot of Molly and I's day to day is our days are already filled with back to back meetings where you don't really get a block of time. And if you do have it, I can guarantee you something pops up and somebody takes that time. So I think blocking out that time, like for me, as I've worked in EMEA for companies headquartered in the US, I have blocked out 9 to 9.30 a.m. And I'm like, nobody schedule anything. And they're like, oh, Liz. But I'm like, I have to check emails that came through overnight from the West Coast. I need to go figure out, do I have a project that shifted overnight that I have to deliver on by 4 p.m.? But I'm back to back from 9 to 4 because that is true that happens. I don't have time. So I have chosen to block that out. So I think another thing is, Molly, is exactly like, being fully in when you're doing something, but also giving yourself those working blocks. I think that you have to find the balance. You can't working block your whole day, depending on what your role is, but giving yourself a little bit of those times to make sure that you have built in what you need to feel fully complete and accomplished. I've learned that over the years that I think that that's very important. Otherwise your calendar doesn't become yours. And then Molly, suddenly you're running to your kid's school, but like someone else kind of put a meeting in there right when you get back and you're not prepped for it. Yeah. I think the other, you know, we talked about being present, creating time so that you feel planned and organized. 
also, I, I really encourage everyone to pay a lot of attention to when you have the most energy, um, you know, as you like literally the time of day you have the most energy and also the days of the week that you have the most energy, because I have learned to try to really maximize those moments. I know for myself personally, Monday morning, that is not my highest, highest energy time of the week. It's not, um, you know, usually I've like just feeling like, oh gosh, we got rushed to school or some, some, something happened to somebody and kicking off the week. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. And I know that I like my Mondays not to be back to back to back calls. I, I know that I need that time to kind of replace my energy. I need that time. And so I, you know, try to make that happen. To the contrary, you know, Thursday mornings, we've all talked about how I love Thursdays. By Thursday, usually I am feeling really energized. I'm feeling usually pretty good about, you know, what we've what we've done so far this week. And so taking calls or signing up to commitments Thursday morning for me, I know usually on a typical week, that's a really good time. So these are just things I I, I feel like you should pay attention to because we're not all the same early morning, late night, midday. We're not. And try to learn about yourself where you have the most energy and where you feel the best because I do think that's also a way to find balance. Yeah, exactly. And I actually ask my recruiters, I'm like, can we please not schedule things for the end of the day? Because I want to show up yes. my best yes. and I'm the best in the morning to 3 p.m. Three to five is tough. And so if I'm in the middle of a recruit, if I'm recruiting somebody and having a chat, a conversation around joining High Spot, I can do it, but you're going to get better, more focused, Liz mid-morning so to good. early afternoon. Yep. So I love that you pointed that out too, Molly, because that is, I think, like, where are you your best? Yes. You know, and yep. I think another thing is, is as we talk about work-life balance, I think that is there really like this amazing work-life balance? Molly, as you said, because you have the balance of getting to go see your children during the day, that doesn't mean that you're nine to five and that is it, right? The same thing for me is I think I have found boundaries in order to help me get a work-life balance. But that doesn't mean that there aren't weeks that are heavily dedicated to work and other weeks that are heavily dedicated to my social life. And I just think that that's okay. You know what I mean? But I think that finding, I think finding the boundaries that make the most sense for you and you kind of start to feel. So hopefully those are some tips here and there that help. Something that I'll add a little bit and kind of to me personally, as well as it kind of helps me professionally is like my mornings are my workout time, working out my friends and family, my job and my travel is like very important things to me. And I was struggling to figure out how I could get my workouts in because I was exhausted by the end of the day. Or sometimes, you know, someone want to go get happy hour and I'd be like, yeah, I don't want to work out. And so over the past eight years, I've shifted my workouts to the morning and that is like my time and it's my favorite time. I don't have my phone with me for an hour. I'm not checking Slack. I'm not doing anything. I even after my workout, try to not really check Slack until I get to after my shower and I'm getting ready, then I will check it. But I kind of use my mornings as a little bit of my time to, to kind of reset myself, get into my workout. And I'm just, honestly, I'm most much better for the day. So I also think if you find those things that you want to balance, it's you figure out how to plug them in and you figure out, are you, is that plug in? Is work involved or is work not involved? And in my mornings, it's so important for me to show up as the best. And work isn't really involved in my mornings. But, you know, something urgent, of course. But it is kind of my time to get ready for the day. Yeah, again, so important because you're recognizing kind of your own energy patterns, what you need to get focused to 
kind of get into your day. And I love, Liz, that you are basically saying it's it's sacred time. That is your time that you use to kind of mentally fuel yourself. And you do so by working out and exercising. I, I would say similarly in the morning for me, I really, really cherish 30 to 45 minutes of pre-work, no work time. And usually for me, it's mm. like I'm sitting and having a cup of coffee. I'm try- I'm just actually chatting with Ty, the two of us together, kind of talking about our day, but I'm not, I am not focused on work and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being double, you know, multitasking, trying to work, trying to chat with him. Um, so yeah, I think that's a, a really good example of just something to honor. I will give yeah. one um, personal personal thing for me that I, I would say a lot in the last five years has, has changed. And again, this is paying attention to yourself, paying attention to what you need. I, speaking of Ariana Huffington and, you know, like prioritizing sleep, I would say I have pride myself, I've prided myself on having this huge motor and like having just, I am, I am historically someone who can burn the candle from both ends, not get a lot of sleep and still, and and still, you know, be highly productive again, talking about, you know, gosh, I'm, I'm celebrating my productivity and I am grateful for that skill in many ways. Um, I will say, I think it is genetic. If anyone knows Jamie Jeffra, uh, you know, he is a high energy person. So I am, I am very lucky. I do think some of it is genetic, but I will say this. I know to show up as my best self and to be like the best version of me I'm going to be than getting a healthy, really good restful sleep is critical. And what I am putting in my body matters to me so much now. I, I, I will say, I think four children later, you know, you're about my body's changed. It's, it's not the same it was. But I know that if I didn't, if I kind of ate, bad food the day before and I maybe missed my workout or had a couple glasses of wine, like, of course that happens. But if I'm doing that every night of the week, it by the time we hit Friday, Molly is not going to be the version of me that I want to be. I'm just not. Um, so yeah, like, of course, again, you all know, I, I love to have fun. I, I love a good cocktail, but I have really began to just take stock in do that once or twice in a week. That That's all I really need. Because you know what? Like I've got a bunch of other goals. I've got a bunch of other things that I'm trying to prioritize and make happen this week. And I'm going to be in a better position to do so if I've been taking care of my body, eating healthy and getting good sleep. Exactly. It's like a little, it's like preparation and thinking about looking preparation and preparing for what you have and how I know how I'm going to feel and being like understanding I have this, is how I'm going to feel. Yes. Here's what my day looks like. Am I prepared to be like this for this day? Yes. I think that that is a very real, a very real feeling. Yeah. You hundred know? percent. Um, and I, and the last thing I'll say is Robert Homan was on here and, you know, CEO of Glassdoor, who's done amazing things. And we say, and, and he, we said, how do you find your work-life balance? It's very big. And he goes, I just do it. And it's kind of like, well, Robert, I mean, you can just say that, but how do you just do it? But you know what? I think it is preparation and boundaries, excuse me, preparation and boundaries and figuring out your way to be able to do what you want to do and, and be okay with that. And like, it's not going to hurt you. It's only going to help you. And so I think part of it is, and it's taken me throughout my career of just saying like, I'm just doing it. I'll never forget. I took a two week vacation to Europe 
And one of my managers like texted me while I was there. And I kind of said like, here's my prep while I'm out. Like, don't text me. And I get back and he was like, wow, you were like really offline. And I was like, yeah. And like, because it's time, I want to just enjoy my time in Europe, you know? So I just think it's setting those boundaries and really putting your mind to do it, but preparing for what you're going to need in order to take that time. Yeah. So maybe just quick recap, because we're going to, we're going to wrap this one up, but we said from a work perspective, be present, be as present as you can be in whatever you are doing. We said, create and build in time to plan and organize your week. Really spend the time to know what are you going to commit to? What boundaries are you creating? What are you going to say no to? Because it isn't a priority and you don't have the time. And the last one for work was pay attention to where you are your best, what time of day, what day of week. And if you can, make your schedule, create your schedule around that, that is going to help you. It is going to help you feel like you are not depleting yourself. You are not getting to empty. um, And you're maximizing those moments when you have high energy or maybe where you know you don't. And so you're going to shift gears. So those, those were the work uh, tips. And I, I really hope that they're helpful. I hope everybody can kind of go into your week next week thinking about some of this um, in addition to the personal ones of, you know, take that cherished workout time, focus on sleep and what you put in your body because I really do think it it helps us all. Yeah, because I don't know if our tips are exactly tactical. Like, hey, we're going to help you. Go do this in your calendar. Not necessarily, but it's things to stop and think about. And I think that if you can listen to this episode and take a moment to really think about all the things Molly just listed, I think that that is going to help you find some of that balance. And it's like everything in moderation, including moderation, right? I also feel that, right? You know, I just said, like, I I am working on not burning the candle from both ends. I'm working on, you know, creating boundaries. And and yet at the same time, we know we love to be bold and you want to live life to the fullest. It's just know to to Liz's point how to prepare. And when you need to find that discipline because your future self will thank you for it. 100%. And exactly. We don't want to turn into what Ariana found out. And I'm glad that she kind of goes out and talks about it. So exactly. Well, we will go here. And I just want to say thank you all saucers for being here, whether it's been a month or a year, but we are going into season two in our second year, which is really exciting. So thanks for being on the journey with us and always remember to be bold and always eat dessert. Thank you saucers. Cheers to year two. We'll talk soon. Bye, Mom. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Sauce Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our personal anecdotes and biz tips and tricks we shared today. If you wouldn't mind subscribing and or following the podcast on any platform or leaving a one-line review of the podcast, it helps us out tremendously. Thank you, thank you. Molly and I would also like to state that everything stated on this podcast is our own opinions and it's not shared on the behalf of others or on our employers. Thank you.